All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Fresh Takes Podcast with Russo and Felice. I am Paul Russo. I don't have Nick Felice with me tonight, though. Very excited, however, to have friend of the show, one-time guest co-host already, now he's second career, Jim Spina. Jim, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it tonight, especially. I owed you a visit, and uh, <laughs> it looks like it uh, worked out perfect with Nick being yeah. absent. I can yeah. sit in. Maybe we get some real good takes instead of Nick's. <laughs> Just kidding, Nick. I love Damn. listening to Nick. I love listening to Nick, so <laughs> got to take a shot at Nick once in a while. Yeah, but I appreciate it. You know, definitely been trying to get you back in now for, I'd say, a solid four or five months. Yeah, so, you have. Uh, so, but uh, we yeah. got to work out tonight. I right. know. Look at you. I know you've been happy since, um, for the most part, outside yeah. of about a week. But Can't win them all, Paul. No. You know, how much fun would that be for all of college football? Well, I don't know. We can ask Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> corner right. of the market first on that. But yeah. Yeah, LSU, for sure, team of destiny, looking back on it. They were um, the better team. Yeah. Got to give it to them. But uh, let's take a look at what we got. Not a Maybe not a super ton on the surface, but um, obviously discuss Kobe Bryant, unfortunately. Obviously, elephant in the room, if you will. Uh, touch a little bit on Wayne Finger Lakes basketball, what's going on there. And then, obviously, we'll get on our Super Bowl preview stuff, uh, touching on all things for the most part. Um, looking forward to that. Um, and mine, we'll get right into it, I guess. Um, start on the somber note, unfortunately, with Kobe Bryant um, passing away untimely Sunday morning, uh, about 9.45-ish uh, Pacific Coast time. Um yeah, just the best – I don't know even how to describe it. It's, it's a weird feeling. Uh, I will be nothing if not transparent in this moment. Uh, something that I discussed with Justin Hill a little bit before coming on. Uh, it admittedly asked me, well, where are you going to tell people when you yourself didn't like Kobe? And that is admittedly true as a player. I did not like Kobe. I always thought of his game for the most part being a selfish brand of basketball, something I couldn't get behind. It's the same reason I can't really like Carmelo Anthony in a way. <laughs> Um, that being said, to a degree, a lot of great players throughout time looking back on it have been selfish in a way. Um, you know, that being said, um, you don't get to eclipse 33,000 points by being John Stockton. <laughs> no doubt. Um, it goes, it goes without saying there's a reason why he was the Black Mamba will be the black mama still um you don't get the killer instinct that he had by practice it's something that you're born with or practice doesn't doesn't hurt him though that's no for sure. no no but uh it's something that you you acquire early on either you get it or you don't you got it um it, it's a shame i know you're not big in the pro basketball or basketball yeah, not big on the pro side, especially of basketball. Right. Um, so for you with Kobe Bryant, you know, where does he stand with you? You know, athletic from an athlete side, and maybe even you know the personal side as well. Yeah, I, uh, you know, when I, when we when I heard it, I, I remember texting you right away, and I go, "Holy cow, I couldn't believe it!" And the thing that uh, always that struck me over the last few days, I, I'm not a follower of the NBA mm-hmm. much. Um, but everybody knew who Kobe was. But what struck me and is still striking me is the amount of people that have gone on record saying that he was the single most hardest working man they'd ever been around as far as where he put 
his professionalism into how he approached his job. You know, mm -hmm. it was uh, it was work, 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 and uh, you know his his one-on-one uh, -on -one game obviously is legendary, um, but you don't win rings. Uh, two two championships. Five. Five championships. Wait a minute. Five championships, two MVPs. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So you don't win five championships by yourself. So as much as he had a one-on-one -on -one game, it's obvious that he was a, a, a team player and he, and he demanded greatness from everybody around him. Um, so personally, you know, it, it just strikes me as tragic as it would for any other mm -hmm. athlete. Um, but because I don't follow the NBA, I, don't really, I didn't really watch a lot of Kobe Bryant basketball. So... So to me, it was just uh, I, I, just listening to the uh, the, prof the professionals, the media type, especially who said whenever they got to meet with him, how professional he was, and and also how hardworking, the single or single most hardworking man they had been around. Mm -hmm. So I think that strikes me more than anything else. Yeah, I think um, you hear a lot of stuff now, obviously coming out. And I you know I I was retweeting stuff like I said because personally for me as a player, I wasn't you know an exact fan of his. Um, Point of not liking him, but uh, you know, like I, my college roommate, my senior year of college, he a friend of mine, you know, he texted me and it's like he he was in disbelief because he was one of the players that he idolized, mm -hmm. you know, and he's from Cleveland, so let that sink in for a second, yeah, especially right, um, especially, and basketball is a little bit different than any other sport in this regard. Basketball transcends time zones. Um, you know, for think about for baseball. You know, it's really tough to sit through a baseball game that comes on the East Coast at ten o'clock at night. I'm a baseball yeah. guy. I don't do it. Yeah, you, and think about that. How many great players? And it, it's funny because I look back at it now today. You know, obviously we know about, for instance, Tony Gwynn's greatness. Right. Would he have been the same light, you know, the, in present time as he was in the past? And it, it, it's tough to say because of the social media age and everything like that. But, and it helps, obviously, Kobe was on the Lakers. But the fact that he was able to transcend the whole country is incredible to me because you really just don't see that in sports in general right. anymore. Um, you're, you're right. Basketball, especially, will, will do yeah. that, no doubt. I'm, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, who are the, some of the big names in bas basketball? Steph Curry, yeah, West Coast, West Coast. You know, and uh, and, and some of those guys. Uh, so, and, and Kobe probably drew that out more than anybody, and Shaq to a degree when he was there. Yeah, you know, but. It's a, and a great point you make is uh, that's why I think the the impact has been different with the loss of Kobe than other athletes that have left or died you know, tragically. So now, now I ask you this because it's a question that keeps getting brought up, and it's an interesting point. Has there ever been, even just in broad pop pop culture, a death that impacted everybody quite like this? No, uh, I, not really, but. Similar circumstances, Clemente. Yeah. Um, but again, and you and I were talking mm. about that the other day, that the impact on him, because of the lack of social media at the time, mm. I wonder today the kind of player, and in, in, in especially considering what was Roberto Clemente doing when he did pass. Yeah. You know, he was helping 
earthquake victims in mm. what Nicaragua. Yeah. And uh, you wonder if that had happened if you know if that happened today rather than 1972. 72. Yeah. New Year's Eve 72. Yeah. It would be interesting. I think it would have had the same impact today. Mm -hmm. You know, take uh, you know one of the take Aaron Judge. Yeah. Uh, or somebody like that who, who died that way. It would be all over the place. So it might actually be bigger than this, but in case, um, unfortunately, it was when it happened, you didn't have it. So now it, you're absolutely right. This impact on Kobe's death on the country. Um, you look at, I look at my Facebook feed and some people that weren't even, I don't even know much about are still talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it, you're absolutely correct about the impact. I think it's uh, the, the social media mm. age has really egged it along too yeah and it's the way he went out i mean obviously not not the same way as clemente but in in a i guess a similar fashion i mean obviously taking not only his daughter yeah but members of her team and their families uh, as well um it, it's weird i and it's something that i guess thinking about this kind of got me you know, really yesterday I was thinking about this. It's something about sports figures and aircraft, whether it's planes or helicopters, that just, it, it's so weird how it happens that way. Obviously Clemente, uh, but you look just kind of throughout history with sports figures, like it's something with them and aircraft. Like the Lakers as a team almost completely got decimated in the 60s uh, when they were still in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Um and then, like for me, from the NASCAR side, Davy Allison in, in a helicopter. Quick, Alan Kowicki. Alan Kowicki in a plane. Yeah. Uh, you look at, obviously not as big, but like baseball-wise, it's happened fairly recently with Corey Lytle yep. in 2006. D Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday, his own aircraft. Right. You Thur know, it, Thurman Munson. There's, yeah. It's amazing. It, it's eerie. It's freaky. It's The Marshall. I mean, yeah. Marshall football team. Yeah. You know, so there's been a lot of... A lot of impactful accidents, mm. but of course it it speaks to uh, one some of the solo stuff their their affluence their ability to to do that themselves. Kobe was known to do this all the time. Yeah, uh, Thurman Munson did it because he wanted to get back to his family as often as he could. Mm. Um, uh, uh, you know, and then of course the age of moving football teams all across the country. There's yeah. no way to do it. The old days it was trains and buses or mm -hmm. whatever. That, that doesn't happen anymore. So no. this is bound to happen every so often, unfortunately. Yeah, and I know for me, helicopters freak me enough out as is that I would never go up in the one willingly. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I've not, um, I've not had the uh, yeah. opportunity, nor probably will. So. No. Um, so at least for me, the way I remember Kobe is not maybe so much on the court, but his post-basketball life. Mm -hmm. um, again, talking with my college roommate about this, the impact he's had specifically in the past two to year and a half um, with his daughter's team and expanding the game not only to people in general, but the way he was with women's athletics mm -hmm. is something that I hope gets more remembrance itself down the line here than anything else at the moment. Yeah. Um, case in point, UConn's women's team honoring Gigi, not Kobe, his daughter. Uh, her her dream school was UConn. Wanted to play that, right? I mean, yep, I she probably would have. I mean, she for a thirteen year old, she was good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, 
they uh, they were talking on ESPN today about uh, somebody who knew Kobe about how many players have a hard time when they leave the game. Mm. He never did. No, he had a plan and he and wanted to impact things in a different way. He had no problem stepping off the floor and into other things, um, which again shows professionalism, shows dedication, shows hard work to just move on to have something else to do. And this is a, a, a man who didn't have didn't go to college. No, you know, but he had. He's built differently than a lot of people, that's for sure. Yeah. It's unfortunate. No, I agree. So I think that's enough that, for now anyway, I think it's something that has flooded enough people at the moment that uh, we'll move on to happier subjects here. Yeah. Um, but we'll keep on the basketball mindset because we're going to discuss a little bit, mainly mainly me, <laughs> but uh, around Wayne Finger Lakes basketball, um, me, myself, and Nick Felice, we had the really awesome pleasure. Uh, definitely for me personally, I think the best game I've gotten to call all year last Friday night, Geneva at Wayne. Uh, definitely lived up to the bill um, for game of the year at the moment, at least in Wayne Finger Lakes. Um, Wayne coming out on top on that one seven-point victory. Um, Tyler Reynolds, our player of the game, Chino's player of the game, uh, had 13 points. Um, was the reason... Wayne was able to get out to uh, third quarter lead and the lead that really defined the game at that point. But the fourth where he had defensively, uh, for me, is what put him over the top. Um, a lot of poked balls courtesy of him. A lot of hustling. Um, and he did his best to get a dunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him credit. Yeah. The, I, I found it interesting. When I, I didn't listen to the... The thing, by the way, you're enjoying that, and I yes. hope you get a lot more gains. Good for you guys. Nick, <laughs> you guys do a good job. Hey, I listened to a few well. here or there, but not, mm. not not long enough. But I did read the article, and it just seemed like Wayne defended de- defensively out defended Geneva, which mm. is hard to do. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, you, you take Geneva year in and year out, they always play defense. Yeah, you know, they they'll get after you, and you have to earn every bucket with them. And for for Wayne to out defend them, and I'm not sure anybody thought that would happen. No, I don't – not not maybe not on the surface. I knew – for me personally, seeing both teams on multiple times, um, I thought it was really going to come down to more X-factor player-wise, and it really didn't. It really did come down to defense. Um, Wayne stuck with a 2-3 zone for the most part of that whole game, and Geneva was, was not able to put enough first-chance opportunities into the basket, and that's what – really kind of doomed them in the long run mm-hmm. being a seven-point victory. Um, but you're right, Geneva. Geneva's full-court pressure game is insane. They were man-to-man full-court for the most part the whole game. The only time I think they didn't, they went to like a 1-3-1 zone to try and trap in the corners and in the half court. Turnovers, get some, and intercept some passes in lanes. And, and it worked for about, a, would say, two or three possessions. Mm-hmm. And that's what got them back in the game. It was – Going in the fourth quarter, it was like an 11-point game, if I'm remembering right. Um, they come out to start the fourth quarter in that way, and they were able to cut the lead back down to like five or so. Um, just that Wayne's offense kind of put them in a spot in the second half that they didn't really have to at least really super worry about it. Um, so it was interesting there, I thought. Um, and then I think looking elsewhere, I think Lyons – really kind of has, I think, the Wayne County League in the bag. Um, well, they're head and shoulders, talent-wise, yeah. talent so yeah. much better than people. You know. and, and they're minus uh, Smith as well right now, so 
Uh, I think that says a lot. Uh, and then in the wet, Finger Lakes West, still looking like Red Jacket. I mean, they're just head and shoulders above. They did get their first uh, loss yesterday, but that was an out-of-league game against, I believe it was York. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Red Jacket is uh, Red Jacket's pretty good. Jim Senecropi giving me a couple other updates here quick, though. So I'll read them off. Uh, Miners beat Newark tonight. Whoa, what a... That's a that's, so that's a nice big. win for Pat and the, and the Four, boys. They had uh, wow fourteen total threes. Troy Cabot had eight, <laughs> one shy of the school record, nine by Devin. Anderson, and when Troy gets going, you know how that yeah. goes. So uh, yeah, that team's that team's looked really good going in the right direction. So we talked about them earlier yeah. in the year that they're going to be young and they're going to be you know hard pressed at times to, to put that ball in the you know in the yeah. basket, but but you knew they're going to get better. They're, you know, they're going to work hard. They're going to be better. They're awfully, I mean, yeah. the, the youth, mm-hmm. you, don't, you, know, you can only say you're young for so long, right? And yeah. eventually you get that experience, and here they come. And, 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 you know, I don't think anybody wants to, wants to play minors. No, I think once, especially in sectionals, uh, yeah. what helps them, obviously, is their B2. Yeah. Compared to pretty much everyone else in the East being B1. Yeah. I think them and I think it's Penyan and B2, so uh, – yeah, they'll have a shot yeah. there come, come will. middle of February. They will. Uh, let everybody know about where we'll be at the rest of the week for our live broadcast. Tomorrow night, the Midlakes girls head to Waterloo to face the Lady Indians, 725. Dave Barnick and Mike Alessio on the call for that. And then Friday night, still not a far journey for us. Waterloo again, they're hosting Minders. Girls, boys, doubleheader action going live at 6 p.m. Who's calling? For that. I believe I thought I saw Barnick and Alessio the last time I checked, but I can't remember. So hopefully I'm not getting it wrong. <laughs> Great. Are they doing both games? Yep, both Great. games, double hotter. Uh So hopefully I'm not getting that wrong. I will surely be alerted here shortly if I did. So yeah. <laughs> um, with that in mind, we'll shift gears, keep it on basketball for the moment. But, Jim, toss it over to you. I know you want to give a quick shout-out to some people, so I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, I do. I, you know, I we, we – we talk about this, and in, mm-hmm. in, in other years I've been here with uh, when you know Harold was here and stuff. We'd talk about youth basketball on the program, mm-hmm. and you know it always dawns on me, and I don't know if I've ever quite given it the, the given the folks the due that they deserve, but it, you know it dawns on me that we have a very large, as you know, yeah, you know, yeah. working working for us at the community center, we have a very large and very involved basketball mm-hmm. program, um, which obviously has played very well. All the way up through the varsity levels over the past, you know, 20 years, we've had a very steady program, yeah. and it, it dawned on me. You know, we look at our program. We've got a, a, a family fast break program, which is our pre-K and uh, pre-K uh, program. Then we have a K and one program, which and then a grade two program, which are basically teaching our kids the basics, you know, terminology and all that kind of stuff. And we have you know longtime people who have just done it for so long. You know, you have Dave Baker who does the grade two program and he does the family fast break, you know, with his help with his grandson, Keegan, and some of those guys. And, you know, David Baker's been around 40-plus years at Seneca yeah. Basketball. <laughs> I don't even know what the number is. And then uh, we had last year Danielle Bonifiglia-Worth come in and take over the K-1 program. So that's a steady, and they do such a great job. But then you look at our tr- extensive travel program. You know, we have – this year we had two girls programs, a five and six and a seven and eight, and then we have four boys programs, five, six, seven, and eight. And 
I realize how blessed I am as a, as a commissioner mm-hmm. who has this program that I don't have to worry about coaches. When you look at the, pro, the coaches that we have, we're just so blessed um, with you know our fifth and sixth grade girls program, which is going right now with Matt Verkey and Zach Young. Then our seventh and eighth grade girls program, which finished up a couple of weeks ago, but we had uh, Jerry Anderson, who's double dipping doing the varsity girls and still coming down to do the, the seventh and eighth grade girls, along with Kevin Korzaneski. And I, I just mentioned three names right there Matt Verkey, Kevin Korzaneski, and uh, Jerry Anderson, who are all state champions on a 1992 team who are here, you know, giving back. And then you look at, um, you know, our boys' program's fifth grade, Joe Nigro, who was just involved in lacrosse and mm-hmm. basketball and just one of the nicest people and such a great moral model for the kids. And then our sixth grade program, which there you go, with da- Danielle Bonifiglia Worth, another uh, uh, basketball product from the 90s who also, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I know they're at least in the final four, I believe. And, uh, and then our uh, seventh grade boys with Jason Heron, who's a teacher at the school and who's a coach, has coached JV basketball boys. And then, of course, our eighth grade with Rhett Taccone, uh, you know, uh, who's been coaching for a long time, along with Pat Prane, whose son plays mm-hmm. on the team. But Pat helps there, too, so Pat's double-dipping. And I, and I look around at other programs that I know don't have that kind of a basketball uh, coaching list like we do. And so I just want to make sure that they understand how much we appreciate what they do and how much I'd like to make sure that this community understands what they give up to do and, and some of the things that they're doing to uh, make sure our kids are getting better every day. You know, And that's not even to include some of the other uh, – in-house folks that have done so much work for us and, uh, you know, and are there every week to help us with whatever. You know, Dave Baker also t- handles all the refereeing uh, assignments. So we're pretty lucky. So I just want to give a big shout-out to all those guys and, and the time they, they give us. We, You know, for you know, yeah. like I do, we don't have to deal with problems. I don't no. deal with parent problems, playing time problems, and we get them mm-hmm. every once in a while, but we haven't had them in years. And when we do, they're minor. You know, no playing time problems, mm-hmm. no communication problems. People, they practice uh, at least twice a week. Some are getting in th- three practices when they can. Yeah. And uh, so I want to take a moment, since we were talking about basketball, to, to bring that up. Yeah. So, Of course, uh, I hope some, you know, I'm thankful as well because, you know, this, especially this group, you know, this year, and it's the same. It's going to sound bad. It's like the same people every year. But it, like, it really I, is. I don't have to worry about, like, communication issues. Like you said, like, you know, I, you know, something pops up, you know, when I'm down there at night. You know, I don't have to really worry about it because, you know, typically it's like, hey, we have an idea of what to do, you know. I'm like, yeah, do it. Like, have at it. Like, and they all, you know, like we like we had to do split gyms before and stuff like that, and they all communicate with each other pretty good, whether it's, you know, beforehand or or right there at the gym. Like, right. it's just so easy. And uh, think about it. Almost all of them are Seneca Falls born and bred. Yeah. And those who are, you know, like Zach, who's from mm. Waterloo, and Rhett, who's from Lions, mm. who have extensive basketball knowledge. Mm. You know, Zach Young over at Lions won a couple of sectionals as a varsity boys coach. He knows what he's doing, and he lives here now. And mm. Rhett, same thing, he was over from Lions. They, they bring traditional uh, uh, basketball knowledge to us. And the rest, I think, are all, I mean, I don't know of any other – I think yeah. they're all born and bred Seneca Falls people, and to have that is very lucky. Yeah, I mean we're really, really lucky, and uh, and uh, it, it sure does make our jobs an yeah. awful lot, yeah, <laughs> lot easier. That's for sure. And so I appreciate all that they do. So I really do. Thanks for the opportunity. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. It helps me say thank you as well. Yeah, obviously, and everything like that. So big thank you again. Really do appreciate it. And uh, somebody who not only came up through the programs, myself, and now on the other end of it um 
it certainly helps. And you know, like you said, I don't I don't remember ever having a. I mean, I guess to put it whatever, a bad coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I and, don't remember ever having one. And, and you know, with us, with the with the 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 the, the, the numbers we have and mm-hmm. the amount of teams that are all over the place. Uh, to not have to worry that much administratively if, as far as how teams are being run and uh, how they're being coached. Just all I have to do really is get in, get in every day and just make sure schedule set that, uh, you know, the, our, our, the folks that we're playing know what time to come to our place and what time we're going there. I just have to handle the, some of the logistics. The rest, I just get out of the way. And uh, I, I, don't want, I just want them to know it doesn't go unnoticed. That's for sure. Thanks again, everybody. Jim, thank you for bringing that to my attention today so we yeah. can get it in. And, yeah. uh, we will now move on to the main headline, if you will, of the show. Something that we were both very excited about. Nick Feliz getting his new job? <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> but Super Bowl 54, Chiefs 49ers. Here we are. Definitely not who I predicted at the start of the year. <laughs> no. I think I said Saints-Patriots. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I, I thought the Chiefs had a chance. No, I did not think the 49ers would improve that much. No. Nah. Yeah, I mean, really, in one year. I, I really didn't. I, no. I kind of really felt, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I kind of really thought the Saints yeah. were, the, were the team to beat. And, of course, my boys took them out, which was nice. But <laughs> but, um, and, and, but I thought, you know, the Chiefs and the, or, the, you know, the Patriots, of course, you, you Pat- never not choose them, right? Yeah, for me, the Patriots turned into my Golden State Warriors until you proved me wrong. Yeah. And that happened this year. So now yeah. I can freely move next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, now, you know. Maybe they've been vanquished a little bit for a while. Who knows, though? Don't cut them all along. No. No. As long as Belichick's there, I can't. No, right. So, it it's always fun discussing the Super Bowl for me because you have so many different directions to go. Obviously, football stuff. But now, especially in New York State, we have the luxury of prop bets. Yes. <laughs> um, which I've been told, unfortunately, we can't parlay them together. Oh, really? Yeah. I was looking at them the other day. I was out at Delago. I looked at them, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. I, I kind of mm-hmm. walked away from the, the board a little bit, just kind of yeah. see. I was just curious what would be up testing there. the water, yeah, you know, just to see what mm-hmm. was going to be you know offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't I didn't place any bets yeah. yet. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I will be. I'm waiting for the most part to wait until Sunday morning because, as you know, Super Bowls in Miami. They're eleventh host. They're now the sole person atop. Or sold city atop the board for most Super Bowls hosted. New Orleans second. Yep, with okay. ten. So they're ten, really. Yep, yep. they're ten. Uh, I actually, have the list. Where's the list go? I have it up. Let me let me guess. Uh, LA is probably in there too. Where to go? I had it. They're somewhere. <laughs> you lost it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, LA I think's up there too. Still, I don't. When was the last time LA hosted? It had been the nineties. I think. It's been a while, yeah. right? Well, they have had. Well, well, they got the new stadium coming in, so they'll Pat, be. Yeah, they'll get one. They'll there. be back. But uh, yeah, the the thing obviously with anybody who's been to Florida will be able to attest to this. Um, you're guaranteed pretty much a rain shower at some point during the day, right? Um, and what effect that will have on the fields will be interesting. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium, the old Sun Life Sun Trust. Whatever it was named before that, Land Shark, <laughs> yeah. you name it. Yeah. Um, the turf there is always a bit of a wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the 49ers had an issue at practice today with oh, really? the turf. I didn't see that. Um, 
So it's going to be interesting. That's why betting wise, I'm going to hold off until Sunday so I know what the weather is going to be like. Well, the that's weather's bad. Factor. <laughs> it's it's Niners all day. Okay. Be- because of the trench, there you know yeah. how good they are up front yeah. on both sides of the ball. So you know if that I mean, you know the Chiefs want to get Mahomes out running around uh, vertical game when they can, which it does favor. Uh, wet turf does favor receivers knowing where they're going, mm-hmm. but. You know, when it's if it's really sloppy, they get some kind of crazy rain. You know, San Francisco's very happy as they proved two weeks ago of turning around and yeah. giving it to number thirty-one and saying here, you know, and they're so dominant up front in the in offensive line and defensive line that I, I wouldn't bet against them. You know, I, I, not not if the weather's bad. Yeah, that old line. God, this one pains me to say this, but the old line, the best one I'd seen up to this year was probably the Cowboys for the past. Mm-hmm. three or four years like that offensive line was absurd they were uh but that 49ers line has really this year showed its showed its strength a lot of uh i'll say this they have veterans on that line but they got a rookie up there too yeah. i can't remember which position though I, off I the top either. of my head but but they took a a back who's been cut seven different times mm-hmm. by and, themselves once right yeah and made him what did he get last week? Two, two something, right? Two forty something. Yeah. You know, in a in an NFC Championship game. Yeah. You know, so so that line is obviously built to 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 move people. Yeah. You know, and and if you can run block like that, you can control the ball. You can control the ball. That's why I love watching Patrick Mahomes. But boy, he's he's, he's got a task ahead mm-hmm. of himself. Yeah, I think you know, in in an ideal situation. Um, I have a hard time going against the Chiefs for that reason. It, it's a lot like, I mean, perfect example. It's, it's it's a lot like when you played the Lakers in Kobe's prime. <laughs> I mean, you may be even, but you ain't got nobody that's going to be able to stop him. Right. <laughs> and I right. mean, in ideal football conditions, yeah, I don't know if you have a lot of people that can stop. As good as that defense has been all year, and I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a big old X factor. But, but, but and, and I'm going to be – I love to watch Patrick Mahomes, so I'm going to be pulling for the Chiefs mm-hmm. just because it's fun to watch. But I don't know if I've seen a defense attack you at the point of attack. But, yeah. You know, most offenses want to dictate the point of attack on their terms, on their in their space. The Niners don't let you do that. They, they they try to disrupt your point of attack. Where do you want to go with the ball? And with those four, they can do it without without any kind of blitz or any kind of stunt package, which means the linebackers can just run. And if they can do that and force Mahomes out early, you know, have him move earlier than he wants, those linebackers can run and they can chase him down. So I think that's the key is can can they hold off those two ends, really, from attacking their space? And uh, and I think you're going to find out if they can or can't. If they can, they're going to win the game. Yeah. If they can't, it still might be close because Mahomes is that good. I agree with you. And then, I mean, I keep the offensive thinking. You brought up Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. Obviously, big there, but he's not the only running back in that stable with the 49ers, which is the crazy thing about it. You have him, you have uh, Coleman. Coleman. Um, is Coleman Coleman's out? Is he going to be is he? healthy? Remember, he, he oh, that's right. about that, yeah. So I'm guessing he's not going to play. Oh. Well, then you can. You also have fullback extraordinaire Kyle Yuschak, Yep. Which well, they have the other back too. They have three backs. They yeah, that's the third. But I know I Coleman and Mossert were. Yeah. Oh, uh, begins with a B. Yeah, I can't remember. Either way, but uh, and that I think that is uh, 
I think a side that people aren't really talking about is the fact that if it does turn into a run game, which I agree with you, the 49ers I think would smoke the Chiefs because the Chiefs, even though they've been doing it by committee kind of like the 49ers, they just don't have anybody that has been able to dominate quite like Mossert has right. or Coleman has. You know, it's not it's not like a knock, but, you know, Shady is not the same Shady anymore. No. Um, but Damian Williams is pretty good. He's good, but the same token, he hasn't been able to really bust out the second half of the year like he was able to do the first half of the year. Yeah. So it, if, if it turns into a run <coughs> game and a weather game, I do you think the Chiefs just let Patrick Mahomes just kind of run around? I, I don't think they'll have any choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, like I said, it goes back to wh- how where is he? Where does he want to go? Is he able to go where he wants to go, or, is, or does he have to escape? Which he's great at. Mm. But you you know only so often in in, in if he escapes the Chief uh, the Niners are going to have seven people deep. Yeah. They can they pressure with four, so he's going to have he's not going to have that opening. You know, to to slide around and inside, somebody's going to chase him. He's still going to have people, you know, out in the flats and and giving him a hard time. So, I, I don't I don't know. I I I love defense. Yeah, I love San Francisco the way they play it. My guess is San Francisco puts enough pressure that I, I don't I don't see Mahomes having his way with him. He's, he's going to make plays. Going to make plays. They're going to score. I just don't know. If San Francisco holds the ball, plays the defense the way you want. I, I just think Frisco's gonna be a tough, tough out here, and especially if there's any kind of weather. Yeah, you know, well, it's definitely true. Now, um, you know, and of course, I'm pulling for the Chiefs for the other reason because you got a bunch of Clemson mm-hmm. Tigers. Yeah, <laughs> you got Sammy, you do. You got Dorian O'Daniel and uh, the defensive back. I'm forgetting what uh, he was with the Niners, or uh, I think he was with the Redskins at one point. Uh, Breelon? Yes, for Sean yeah. Breelon. So I don't know why we traded them. Go Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm a big I I like Andy Reid a lot. So part of me really just wants to see him. Yeah, me too. Uh, Get, I, he gets an unfair label of getting this choke artist <laughs> deal, which <laughs> I mean, he wasn't the one throwing up on the field for Philly. Right. <laughs> right. Um. God, I just decimated Donovan right there. Yes. <laughs> Good God. Uh, but anyway, I, and, and, I don't know. See, but then you also have to bring up the Redskins. I got Shanahan over on the other side. Yes, you do. And, and Mike up in the box. Yeah, I miss a lot of these. The uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think Andy Reid is the ultimate good guy. Yeah. You know, and he deserves, what's this, 20? Head coach, how many years up? 20? Pushing. He's got to be pushing at least 20. So... I'm on it. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's been to the Super Bowl. This will be his third, right? Two of the Eagles? No, I think just the one. Oh, just the one. Yeah. Okay. So it will be his second Super Bowl. Of course, he went a bunch of times when he was with the Niners and yeah. as an assistant coach. But what do you got? Yeah, 20. 20 years. Look at he's, that. He's uh, since 99. So, yeah, this is, will be his 21st full year then. Did he draft it? Did he? Draft Donovan and his no Donovan was a ninety eight right yeah yeah okay yeah so so he inherited Donovan mm-hmm. hmm. yeah he inherited Donovan hmm. huh. 
He was the second youngest coach in the league in 99 after John Gruden. That's an interesting fact. They, right they, they, and they coached together, I believe, at one point, didn't they? Yeah, I, I think in Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. So. But, yeah, he's the ultimate good guy, you know, nice guy, and I think a lot of people are rooting for him that way too, especially figuring that Kyle Shanahan with that young team, yeah. he's so young. He'll be back if they lose, which that team's coming. That's, how scary is that team going forward? As yeah. As long as they are. Yeah. I mean, man, as long as as long as Mahomes stays healthy, you know. No, I'm talking about Niners. Oh, Niners with Kyle Shanahan. Well, how scary is that? Yeah. 49ers team going. I mean, forward? I don't know. I'd like. Oh, you can make the same case in a way for the Chiefs. Yeah, they, you can. If they can, if they can get, I think a wide receiver one in there. It's not a knock on Tyreek Hill, but Hill's finally showing an injury side to him. Well, plus, so he he's only going yeah, long, yeah. you know. So I think if the Niners can get a true number one wide mm-hmm. wide out, it, it, then they're going to be they're going to be a frightening bunch. You imagine them with if they could put Hill from time to time in the slot. Oh, I ma- think that 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 would. How how do you match up? with that? Yeah, you don't. You you change the defensive look against you with with three corners the entire game. Yeah, you know, and uh, and it changes you know your 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 approach. And if they could put Hill from time to time in the slot, look out. I think another uh, one point I want to discuss really is because well, first off, I had both of them on various fantasy teams this year, but uh, have we ever ever had a more explosive tight end matchup? No. Than oh, these Kittle two, versus Kelsey, they're the, they're, not, they're the two best in the league. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's not probably not even close, right? No. Uh, uh, Ertz. Yeah, no. Ertz. No, I wouldn't even put Ertz. Uh, up he's there. up there. I mean, he's a, a great player. I'm a big Austin Hooper guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, 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 the, and the, the tight end position is is re, is reverting back a little bit with Kittle. Yeah. You know, it's reverting back to. He's. I think Kittle's the true hybrid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but he's—I mean—he blocks like a lineman. Yeah, and he loves it, and uh, but yeah, he's got the was he four 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 speed? I think he yeah. said. I mean, and, stupid. And <laughs> what is he six four? Yeah, something like that. About two six three six, six four. Something yeah, like that. Whatever he is, he, I mean, but yet can go block a defensive end without mm-hmm. any issues. Yeah, you know, and then of course Kelsey's not really that type. He'll block, but he's not the same thing. No. But boy, what a receiver he is! I mean, and they know they're going. They know Mahomes is going to him, and they still kind of. He's kind of Gronkowski-ish in that in that sense, mm-hmm. and that when he wants to go get the ball, when, when they want him to get the ball, they're going to throw it to him. He's going to catch it. Yeah, you know, they're, uh, they're that that'll be a fun matchup. So I tasked well before we completely circle back to final predictions and a couple more things. I mentioned to you at, uh, in the office today about top five things about the Super Bowl that you like, things yeah. you look forward to powering your eyes. So let's do that quick before okay. we do predictions and everything like that. So um, You go first. You want me to go first? Okay. So I tend to kind of do this on the fly because that's the way I kind of prefer doing it. So number five for me, and I'm weird like this, even though I like it year. This I need a preface with this. I like it year round, but there's something about the Super Bowl that makes it just a little bit better. Buffalo chicken wing dip, <laughs> just oh, it's phenomenal. Chicken wing dip, yeah, the, the buffalo. Dip. Ch- oh, yeah. just it's it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, the, oh, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, so good. <laughs> I can't argue with you, Paul. Number four, and this is very dependent on the act. I'm not big on the act this year. 
personally for me, I'd rather have gone, you know, the uh, maybe uh, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Funk oh. Machine. But, uh, Paul. Or Miami Sound Machine. But, uh, well, you have to understand, I wasn't, I've never been a big J-Lo, J-Lo song, J-Lo song person, okay? But, you know, if they want Gloria Estefan, maybe some Casey and the Sunshine no, Band. No, I'm on, I'm on board with Casey. <laughs> see? Okay. See? But the halftime show is always usually pretty good. Uh, something I look forward to because it's a free concert. You always seem to watch. Even no <laughs> yeah. matter who's doing it, you seem to watch. Yeah. Um, number three for me um, is always what I call the awkward ownership interview at the trophy presentation. Because, it's first off, it's always this first, firstly, it's always the same clunky question that gets asked. And especially if it's like the 49ers this year. Like, it, I can literally... First question: You were four and twelve last year. What's it like getting to this point? Right, <laughs> like, <right>. of course. <laughs> so always, it's always that. Uh, number two uh, for me personally, it's the uh, prop bet of what Gatorade color will it be? Ah. Um, for obvious reasons, it's got to be red this year. For either one, I don't know. I have, I have an inkling it might be clear slash water. No, I don't. You think Gatorade's <laughs> gonna let that happen? As long as it's in the tub, well, they don't care. Pepsi, Pepsi on Gatorade now? Yes. You think PepsiCo is going to let Gatorade not get dumped on it's some not. Coach? It's not their decision, though, <laughs> yeah, what's in the cooler. Well, it's going to be Gatorade. Well, it yeah, I mean, obviously. The number got, number one, um, since this portion's not technically legal, I will dance around it, are entertainment purposes only, squares, yep. that, that uh, we definitely all may or may not participate in in various spots. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, since my team, I've never witnessed my team in a Super Bowl with the Redskins. Um, yeah, you weren't. Yeah. No. You, yeah, you the weren't. last one they made was three years before I was born. That's right. Um, Is that 92, 93? 91. 91, okay. Mark Rippin. God. God, don't get me started on him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, the, my favorite team typically this time of year is always whatever gets me green. So uh, that's my five. Those are your five. Well. <laughs> so, so mine is, and I, I didn't really lay them all out. I swear, if commercials is on this, <laughs> well, I thought I, I don't care what the commercials. Thank you. Are. They're they're kind of cute you. if you find one that's fun, right? Thank you. But I, what, what, and food for me, I usually like. Deb asked me tonight, mm. "What are we gonna do for Super Bowl?" And I was like, "What are we gonna eat?" I, go, I don't know. Or what are we gonna do? I, go, I don't know. Usually, I watch by myself mm-hmm. because you know, and uh, usually Deb's. Uh, every Sunday night at our house, Deb's uh, aunts and yep. mom come up. So they usually come. They sit at the table. They do the thing they do. I watch the first half. Then they usually come in and watch the halftime show. So I guess the number one. Of the, I guess the, I enjoy that they're there and I mm-hmm. enjoy having there. One year they went out to casino a couple of years ago, or they went to, yeah, I think they went to casino or some mm-hmm. someplace for a little while. But generally they're there. So I, I enjoy that they're all around. Uh, one thing I really enjoy um, is the 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 pregame hype on the field beforehand the yeah as an ex-football coach i used to enjoy the pregame that the butterflies and i still kind of get that even though it's, i was i i was a very young boy watching the vikings lose four super bowls <laughs> but but i still get kind of i just enjoy yeah. that and i enjoy to see who's going to sing the super you know the, the national anthem I, I think luke bryan was it luke last year somebody i think it was luke I last year the year before i know right? who it is this year who is it this year? Demi Lovato. Oh, it is Demi Lovato. She was on the Grammys the other night, I was saying. Um, so I enjoy that pregame just prior to kickoff. Um, I enjoy 
uh, picking food-wise, mm -hmm. or I go get some chips and some salsa mm -hmm. or something. I'm not a big cheese guy, so I want to do that, but I chips and salsa. But th the other things I really enjoy about the Super Bowl is watching game plans unfold. Um, I, you know, I guess I'm a, I'm a student of the game mm -hmm. as much as anything else, and to watch what I think, what I like, will predict, like, like I'm saying, San Francisco is going to attack the corners hard, right? Because they're not going to want him squeeze outside. Because you ever notice Patrick Mahone does not step up and run to the middle. Yeah. Right? He, get, he tries to get out to the corner, out on the edge, and gets his eyes downfield. Hmm. So I like that. And I love uh, trophy presentations. I love uh, – the only time I watch an NBA game is somebody the, – the, if in the finals somebody gets to three, game, three wins, waiting to see if they'll get hmm. the fourth. So I usually I'll watch the last part of an NBA game because I just love to watch trophy celebrations mm. and celebrations on the field. So I guess those are my five things. Most of it's really on field, you know. But again, like I said, I enjoy the family coming over mm. and that feel, and I also enjoy that usually I have Monday off. But I, 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 yeah, I think I am taking Monday off. I can't remember, but I'm not. So, <laughs> well, you could. Nah, I'm almost, you, I'm boss, almost, your boss may not allow you. Nah, to then it. we'll save that date for. Later on, when it's you know not fourteen and whatever the yeah, hell it's right. doing outside. <laughs> yeah. yep. Spoiler for the people that don't already know, I enjoy not this. <laughs> whatever that is, it's not that bad. You live in my door New York. froze on the it. car today. Did it? Well, because it was wet and got cold quick. It's that happens. Cold. That's where you live, Paul. It's the worst. You can you can move to Florida. You'll hate that too. No, I yeah, do. Yeah, you'll hate that. Too. I sweat enough as it is. It ain't going to make a difference down there. <laughs> no, this is true. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's tie a bow on this. We'll do a couple more things prediction wise, and our final prediction for the game. So, oh, I didn't know this until just reading this. Wow, NASCAR person in me is really. I don't know how I like Chris Myers being one of the sideline guys. <laughs> oh, Chris Myers, is he always though? When Fox has it, right? I can't remember. I think so. Either way, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> He's <I>, awkward. <laughs> He's like me. I just <laughs> well, he probably enjoys the Super Bowl because because the ten TVs that are watching. If there's ten TVs watching the Super Bowl, yeah. it's nine more than usually watching NASCAR every week. He hasn't been on NASCAR. <laughs> he hasn't been on NASCAR the past couple of years. Oh, really? I didn't no. know that. That's how much of NASCAR I'm watching. Well, he'll come back around next year. Did you watch? By the way, did you watch the Rolex? I did. No, I did that. watch the Rolex. I tweeted about the Rolex. <laughs> you and Red Lorenzetti, only people know that they watch it, and I know watch it. I know Red the Rolex tweets is, on it. The Rolex is fun. It is. I need to go down to it one day. Actually, I don't know. I want to go down to Watkins for the Saline Six Hour this year because I'm that much of a knucklehead. But uh, yeah, either way. But yeah, I did watch it. Um, I figured. Shout out to. Uh, Cadillac is dominating that. Do you know Cadillac is uh, in the sport car game? I I saw I saw the headlines that they won. That's all. I I didn't know it. Yeah, Cadillac, Cadillac. Well, if I told you Cadillac, uh, the winning the winning manufacturers are Cadillac, Lamborghini, uh, Mazda, and, and Volkswagen. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who the other one was. I can't remember. Does Ferrari run it? Yeah. Ferrari got freaking smoked this year, though. They had an engine problem bad. Oh, <laughs> I don't like Ferraris. So. Yeah, I remember you said that. <laughs> I'm like the only Italian who doesn't like Ferrari at all. You'll never be able to get into the country. That's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so, oh, jeez, probably that just popped up on the screen here. Patrick Mahomes over under 300 and a half yards passing. I'm going under. Oh, okay. So, um, I'll, the way I'm leaning towards, I think, this game, I like the – so, I mean, the lines are going to be so close, at least pay line-wise. Where's it at now? It's at one. Chiefs minus one. So it might be you take, you're, take you're better off line. taking the money line. Take the money line. Um, I, this is weather dependent, people. I I love Chiefs and I love the over. I think it's at fifty four now. Yeah. I I think there's going to be enough scoring by the winning team that's going to be an over. I just can't. That, that's weather dependent. If that game, if it turns into a ground game, that final score is going to be like twenty to seventeen. Well, mind you, regardless of weather, Niners are going to want to make it a ground game. Yeah, which means the clock's going to tick. Yeah, one way or another, even if they're not successful, yeah. they're not going to give up on it. They're just not going to. They're not built to be able to give up on it. You know, uh, and, the, and their passing game is more or less possession. Get it, to, get it to Samuel. You know. Sanders once in a while down the, down the field a little bit, but so fifty four you said, huh? Yep. Hmm. So what are you thinking? I'm thinking like a thirty seven, like a thirty seven twenty eight ish, something in that realm. Chiefs. Yeah. I think it's gonna. I I think. As much as the 49ers, and you're right, they're going to end up, they're going to end up pounding. I think right off the bat. But if the thing with Shanahan is, and he's done this before, if he gets into a spot, he'll start gunslinging that ball. Well, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they stick it in Mustard's stomach on play one, yeah, pull it out and take a shot down the field, just to let the Chiefs know, even if it's mm-hmm. unsuccessful. To back them off. It's my favorite play to run in NCAA football video games. Right well, off the bat. Well, even if you can't complete that, yeah, you know, as a defensive coordinator, you're going to go, "All right, this is where they're going. I got to. I can't. I can't overly commit early." Now you can, you can pressure them into to doing that more often, and then you can play around. But you have to be careful. Uh, I see. I'm going completely opposite. I just think under, mm-hmm. and I just think. 24, 17, 27, 24. I just somewhere in that range. I just think the Niners are going to control tempo. I just do, and I think they're going to. They're gonna. They're gonna force Mahomes to take a step away from what he wants to do earlier than he wants to. I just think they're gonna get after him. And the Chiefs line's good, but he wants to. He wants to get out and get his. You know. Get his guys able to move around a little bit, and I, I don't think I think the Niners are going to commit those ends to getting upfield quickly, even if, even if they guess wrong a couple times mm-hmm. and give up plays, and they will, they'll give up plays, but I just I just see the Niners winning this thing close. I, I don't think it's you know I don't think it's what they did to Green Bay or what they did to the Vikings. I just think mm-hmm. it's I, I and I can see the halftime score being. A little low. Okay, yeah. You know, and then and then wearing each other down a little bit and, and kind of mm. taking the pot shots back and forth to find the weak spots. Yeah. But if it's, if it's wet, I, I don't know. It might even be less than that, but I, I, I do. And I, 
And I think a huge player for the Niners this week is Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where that guy got so strong. <laughs> I mean, I watched him play four years. I mean, mm -hmm. in South Carolina, of course, yeah. with the Clemson rivalry. And Clemson always did a good job with him. And he just looked more petite to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now he's just, you can't bring him down. And, and he's downfield blocking, knocking people's heads off. He, he's a player. He's a player. They're, they're blessed with a couple of tough kids. So the coach in you now as a baseball player and me, I definitely agree to us to a, to a, <coughs> to a degree because there were certain umpires that I knew had certain whatever and you get away with it. So Bill Vinovich, you may know him from the Saints fame last year. Yeah. He is the uh, referee for the game. Chiefs, in it, since he's been a head referee, Chiefs are 10-6 and six in his with him in the crew. 49ers are 6-6. Six and six. Do you believe in any of that sort of mm. deal? I, I, not in the wins and losses. Mm -hmm. I believe in style of of officiating. And, you know, I would I would be more apt to lean one way or another if, if his he and his crew. Is, is that a regular crew or is that a split crew? I think it's the split crew of what they do now with the Super Bowl. So, so, you, so all bets are off on that because you don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, you might know with Vinovich – you know, as to what what his message might be to his guys. My guess, a guy like him, and he's known to be a very good official, mm -hmm. by and large. My guess is he's going to tell the guys, Let, "Let's this is the Super Bowl. Let's not let's not be seen if we can help it." Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't I don't buy into that. It's you know, I I've, I I might buy more into what color each team's wearing. Who, who wears? Oh, no, uh, San Francisco's away team. They're wearing San Francisco. Oh no, they're the home team. They wanted to wear their no. They wanted to wear their whites, right? And they yeah. were told they couldn't. Oh. Um, yeah. So Chiefs will be wearing traditional home red top with white pants. White pants. 49ers will wear their standard white away jersey with gold pants. Yeah, yeah. they wanted to wear the all white as to, yeah. into '94 season when they won mm -hmm. the last Super Bowl. Yeah, and they the ones were, that I think they wore as their color rush this year. Yeah, I think. they were denied. Yeah. Uh, NFL doing the no fun league thing again. Why, yeah, of course. why do you care? You know why do you care? Yeah, I, I don't. Obviously, there's some. It's by the XFLs next weekend. There's, <laughs> there's some marketing guy in there who thinks that's going to be a negative no. deal. It's got to be because why do you care what they're wearing? Yeah, I don't know. I like personally, I like the 49ers all white that they have this year. I just then, like the, I think then, the gold pants are so traditional yeah. that I, I hate to see them without the. I'm a, I'm a uniform guy. I always mm -hmm. kind of get a kick out of what people are wearing. Yeah. And, you know, I wish the Chiefs were in all red, the red on red. Yeah, that'd be sharp. I'd Especially be if the Niners are all in white. Yeah, know? I'd but, be with it. But they're not. They're in, they're in gold pants, right? So yeah, so that makes sense. Final question. Yes. Tough one. National anthem currently sits at over under of a minute fifty four. Who's singing it? Demi Lovato. Oh, that's right. Oh, it'll be over because the pop artists like to hear themselves sing. Yeah, and they get into the runs, right, and all that stuff. What is it over? A minute what? Minute fifty four. Oh, it's over. It's not even close. Yeah, the, the country guys and the traditional rock and roll guys, they'll sing it a little more traditionally. I don't know if I don't know if I told you this, but personally, I feel like I have. Person, I don't like, and this goes for anybody. I I don't like, for the most part, sung national anthems. I'm very big on. <coughs> Like the army band when they come out, mm -hmm. or a trumpeteer when they do it, something about it just makes it. So, I don't know. Yeah, but the only problem with that is better for me. <laughs> the only difference is that it seems to be very all sounds the same. It's very traditional, which some people enjoy, which maybe you enjoy. Mm -hmm. But you know, I always go back to you, and you weren't born yet. But 
the the Whitney Houston Giants Bills mm-hmm. as much as everybody it's it's the it's the bar everybody's trying to get over and it never will I don't think that was incredible and you've heard it because they've been playing yeah. many times yeah I also get those are also three minutes of my life I never get back mm-hmm. but but that was great yeah yeah you know and uh, and you know same thing with like, with the halftime shows how are you gonna beat you know they're they're bringing out you know J Lo and Shakira yeah. Which is great. Which, by one, the way, there's going to be more than just that. One level, right. <laughs> but I miss when, you know, the Aerosmith and the Tom Petty's. And Thank the, you. Tom Bruce, Petty's been my favorite. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce did it one year, you know. and Those are the way to go. Of oh, course, I don't know. Prince was pretty good. I remember oh, Prince the was Prince, great. Yeah. I remember the Prince one. Prince was good. Yeah. And Maroon 5 was it a couple years ago. They were, yeah. They were pretty good. I liked Maroon 5. Yeah. See, people give out Maroon 5 a bad rap for them. Oh, I, I thought they were good. Yeah. I, they were great. Although, personally, for me, for football, I always think of, like, like you say, Aerosmith, ACDC. Yeah, that's what I want. Did, did you uh, did you see Aerosmith on the Grammys the other night? No, they killed it. They did it with Run DMC. They they did. It oh, they killed it. They brought it back. They, you know, so it would be it would be great to get those guys get some of the traditionals back. Yeah. But who knows? It's yeah. it's such a again it's such a driven and they want the young <laughs> audience watching. And yeah, they're gonna. They're, I think the days of the old rock acts are probably history. Yeah. So you're rolling 49ers, locking it in? 49ers by a touchdown. All right. Under under and by a touchdown. All right. I'm locking in with the Chiefs. And they're the underdog? Yeah, 49ers. So go play the money line on that one. I'm on Chiefs, rolling with the over. You got a a double-digit win, too, don't you? Yeah, technically, yeah. No, nine. Nine, okay. All right. 37, 28. I'm doing 24-17. That's what I really believe it will be. All right. That, that wraps up today, I guess. Yeah. Jim, big thanks again for coming on. We'll get you back in here again eventually here. Yeah, I had fun. Glad it's, it's, nice that, it's nice that you're my boss for a little while. <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about that, yeah. but <laughs> it, was ni- it was nice to, uh, to go against somebody that's not Nick. Yeah, for, well, for 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 a day, for a day. <laughs> yeah, and and if and and whenever I come on, you don't ever have to say Spina and Russo instead of <laughs> like he, the, you know a couple weeks ago when he asked you why can't why did your name go first? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I said, and what did I tell you? That's right. What did I say? Yeah. You tell Nick when he runs the board. Oh man. During the show, then he can go be Felice and Russo. I got shots fired from over at that table. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, I got shots going back and forth technically at the table if Nick was here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I wish he was here because we could have a pretty good discussion about that. So. Thanks again for coming on, Jim. I appreciate it. Ball. Thanks. Needed somebody here, so. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Wow. <laughs> I mean, about time we got you in. Yeah, right. No problem. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Paulie. No problem. Thanks for coming on. As always, guys, like, share, subscribe, do the fun stuff for anybody on YouTube. Make sure you check in those games coming up for the basketball, big games coming up. We'll catch you here next week for the Fresh Takes Podcast. <laughs>